As I look out at the empty seats here in Kaplan Auditorium, I am reminded again, as I so often am in this season of goodbyes, of the first time we said hello, me and you, the class of 2021. I first met you as a class here in this auditorium on the first day of orientation. The room was full then, and it was full of excited chatter, and you were all beginning this journey together. This shared journey of torts and contracts, journal tryouts and libel shows, softball tournaments, student orgs, exams, and clinics. As I address you today, you are sadly not right here in front of me, either in Kaplan Auditorium or on Holcomb Green Lawn. I'm picturing you instead where I think you might be right now. Instead of all here sitting together, setting out on a shared journey, you are somewhere there, perhaps watching this video as it has just been released after having been to Scott Stadium. Now you're in your backyard with your families. You returned your regalia and saw your name on the front lawn. Or perhaps you have just watched the stadium ceremony from Michigan or Florida or California or Seoul. Or maybe you're watching this sometime later down the road, having missed it initially, and you thought you could use some inspiration from the amazing Justice Powell, or wanted to hear one last time from your fearless student leader, Katherine Janes, or perhaps you just wanted to connect again with the law school and this community. All of this is to say that this final time I address you as a class, you have already begun to scatter, to differentiate, to move on from this school and this place. In one sense, your absence here feels too soon. And I, of course, wish, as I know you do, that we were all gathered together instead in real time, in real place, in front of the law school, and I could see your smiling faces and the pride among your families. In another sense, though, it is too soon only by a small bit, for in the normal course after this ceremony, within days and sometimes even hours, you would similarly scatter to the four corners of this earth, move to new cities, study for different bars, and begin this new phase of your lives. For that is what commencement is and what it marks, the end of this shared journey and the beginning of more than 300 individual ones. Now, that is a bit overstated because even as you shared so much these past years, you each also traveled your own paths. The challenges you faced were your own, from which exams were toughest to how you juggled your responsibilities, from pandemic isolation to the caring of small children during Zoom classes, from protesting racial injustice to dealing with your own or your family's illnesses. You took different courses, joined different organizations, argued different cases, and discovered different passions, interests, talents, and career paths. So you were together on your law school journey, yes, but you were also always your own people pursuing your own dreams. Similarly, my description of today as the day you go from commonality to individuality is overstated on the other end as well. And that's the one I really wanna focus on. Because even as you leave here, physically or metaphorically, and you begin your own individual journeys, you will continue to share so much. You will be, or rather, I should say, you will continue to be servants of the law and of the public. Holding the power of the law brings with it responsibility. You have heard me say this before. Responsibility to serve as well as succeed, to give as well as gain from your professional standing. The law is not just a job or a career, it is a profession, a learned and noble profession, professed to the ideals of justice and the rule of law. And joining that profession means entering into a public trust, one that must be discharged with integrity, judgment, and humanity. 
you have already embraced and begun to dis discharge that trust as students to serve the public and the profession here in Charlottesville, as well as across the Commonwealth, the nation, and the world. You helped state delegates craft successful legislation and high school students craft successful applications to be the next first generation. You helped area residents navigate unemployment questions related to the CARES Act. You raised money for each other's public service work and for local organizations and members of our own law school community. You supported prisoners, children, immigrants, disabled veterans, and aspiring entrepreneurs. You advocated for racial justice, and in a time of political vitriol and bitterness, you worked to ensure free and fair elections. At least 102 of you met our pro bono challenge, and 230 engaged in pro bono work during your time at the law school. Most impressive, even in the face of the challenges of this global pandemic, your class broke the record for public service hours, logging more than 17,000 pro bono hours during your time in law school. As you go forth into your careers, remember this public trust you hold and find ways to discharge it. In your full-time jobs or through more pro bono work, by volunteering for or serving on the boards of local organizations, and by joining, assisting, and even leading the bodies that regulate, support, and improve our profession. There are so many ways to discharge your obligation, as many as there are graduates in this class, and in fact, even more, because many of you will change how you serve the public over the course of your careers. And yet, the obligation to do so binds you together. It binds you to our learned and noble profession, and it binds you to the highest ideals of this law school. As you serve the law, you will also lead it. And that, too, will continue to bind you. I say again, you have already begun that project. You have already become leaders during your time here. You, students, have organized conferences, symposia, events, and prize-winning student organizations. You have led in the most difficult times and under the most challenging of circumstances. And you have done so with the highest ideals of this profession. You set agendas and ran meetings, navigated among diverse constituencies, and advocated for change. Your leadership has created new organizations, new policies, and new opportunities for others in the world. And they have been recognized, these accomplishments, with national awards, competitive public service fellowships, and even an Emmy. As you leave here, take those experiences with you and know that because of them, because of your education, your problem-solving skills, the judgment, humanity, and integrity you have gained through adversity and opportunity these past years, you have both the responsibility and the capacity to lead. And you have so many opportunities to do so. I hope that when those opportunities present themselves, you will have confidence in the skills you have honed here and appetite for the kinds of experiences and challenges that will make you even more effective leaders and I hope that you will take those opportunities. Finally, as you leave here, you take with you, each of you individually, and all of you together, your status as alumni of this law school. The years you have spent here are the bedrock of that status, but you will spend far longer as an alum than a student. What we promised you when we recruited you to UVA was not only time here of learning, friendship, and support, but a lifetime of the same. Your relationship to this place will no doubt change over time, as it should, but I hope and trust that it will be a constant in your lives, something that continues to bind you together. Over the years, as you move to new cities and advance your careers, you will reconnect with old UVA friends and discover new UVA networks. You will find yourself returning to the law school and to Charlottesville 
as more than a thousand of our alumni do each year. In any number of roles, teachers and oral argument judges, mentors and recruiters, and every five years, returning alumni who reconnect with old friends at Law Alumni Weekend. When you leave here, as our alumni, you will represent the legal profession and this law school, and we will bask in your reflected glory. For we, all of us here at the law school, the faculty and staff, your families and friends, could not be more proud of you, of the accomplishments we can count and you can put on your resumes, and of who these trying years have revealed you to be. Resilient, engaged with the world around you, and committed to making that world better in ways large and small. We are proud of the UVA friends, lawyers, servants, and leaders you have become. I hope you feel our pride, even from afar, appreciate it, and revel in it. And I hope that you are proud of yourselves. You should be. So as you leave the collective adventure, you have been on here together and begin this new one. Always remember that you are not, in fact, alone. That everyone here belongs to you, and you belong to us. Remember to fall back on and carry with you the education you received here and the friends you made. This degree, this learning, this model of nobility will serve you always. And this community, these people, this place will always be here for you. Congratulations to the class of 2021. It is now my absolute pleasure to introduce Catherine M. James, president of the Student Bar Association, who has learned and served and led and thrived here. Catherine will offer a few remarks of her own and introduce our speaker. Catherine attended the University of Notre Dame, graduating in May 2018 with a BA in political science, summa cum laude. In addition to her role as the SBA president, Catherine has been very busy at the law school. She has put her many talents and boundless energy to good use here. She has served as an online development editor of the Virginia Law Review, co-director of Virginia Law Women's Speak Up Project, a peer advisor, a research assistant, a member of the program in law and public service, and a member of the Libel Show and the Law School Band, and a softball player. Very, very busy. Catherine spent her summers working for the Department of Justice's Civil Rights Division and for the Juvenile Law Center in Philadelphia. She graduates today not only with a JD, but also with a master's degree in history, and she will begin a clerkship with the Honorable Robert D. Sack on the Second Circuit of Appeals in 2022. Catherine, as I know you all know, has worked incredibly hard this year on your behalf. It has been such a challenging time, and her leadership has been one with humanity, with grace, with persistence, and with incredible perseverance. I am thrilled to know Catherine, and I cannot wait to see where her career takes her. I look forward to hearing your remarks. Welcome, Catherine. Hello to the families and friends of the graduates, to the faculty of the University of Virginia School of Law, and to the class of 2021. It is an honor to be with you on graduation today. As I prepared to write this speech, I really struggled with the tone to set. On the one hand, we are collectively reflecting on the deeply enriching and formative experience that is law school. But on the other, there was COVID, a time that left many of us feeling uncertain and struggling. I felt lost for words, like nothing I could say would capture the duality of the last three years for our class. So, as any industrious UVA law student would, I pulled out my phone, texted a friend, and said, 
I have no idea what to do. Can you please help me? To which, as any UVA law student would, they promptly responded, of course. That is what comes to mind when I think about UVA. Whether in the midst of a pandemic or a perfectly normal year, these relationships we have forged is what stands out. I know for a fact that many of us have blanked in the middle of a cold call and gotten helpful whispers from the person sitting next to us or faced struggles in our personal lives and just needed a hug from a friend or desperately wanted to go get snacks from the student affairs office but didn't want to make the trek across the building by ourselves to get them. For every challenge, no matter how large or how small, we always had a friend to accompany us on the way. That, I think, is the defining characteristic of UVA. We had a year and a half of traditional law school education, a seemingly incompatible blend of joyous fun and unending studying. We spent a lot of time in class and in the library. But there were also faux fields and fox fields, national championship game watches, and live libel shows with our friends. We didn't get those same experiences our second half of law school. And there are a lot of what ifs we'll be taking with us. But no pandemic could change what makes UVA law truly unique. Our distinctive tradition of help and support and encouragement of one another. What we could do during all three years of law school was maintain loving, compassionate, and unconditional relationships with our classmates, our peers, and our friends. We were there to celebrate the highs and to be with one another in the lows. And together, we've made it here to graduation. I should note too, that this culture of support extends far beyond the immediate UVA law community. In our three years here, our classmates engaged in thousands of hours of pro bono service and clinic work, literally changing local and state policies, providing resources to those in need, and giving advocacy on behalf of the marginalized. We helped local high school students get into college, many of whom were the first in their families to do so. And all the while, we delivered baked goods and donuts to our friends in need of support, invested time and energy into student organizations, and nominated peers for their amazing accomplishments. We were not in this alone. We could have never gotten through this alone. And I look forward to continuing to bear witness to that empathy, support, and compassion as we all embark on the first steps of our legal career. Graduating from law school means something different to each of us. For those who may be the first in their family to graduate for professional school, this is a collective achievement and credential. For others, a JD provides access to a career path that they've dreamed about since they were young. And for others, it marks the regrettable start of full-time employment and real-life responsibilities. But regardless of where you've come from or where you're going, I know that we can celebrate these three years together here the people we've met, the relationships we've formed, and the friendships that will last a lifetime. Writing this speech was certainly not the first time I've felt uncertain, nor will it be the last. But just as I relied on a friend from UVA Law to help get me through, so too will we continue to rely on one another, both for professional and personal support. As any UVA Law graduate does, I look forward to playing my part. 
From wherever in the world you are watching this video, congratulations, class of 2021. And with that, it is my distinct honor and privilege to introduce this year's graduation speaker, Virginia Supreme Court Justice and UVA Law graduate, Cleo Powell. Justice Powell has embodied the empathy, support, and compassion of the UVA law community throughout her trailblazing career. As a proud double who, Justice Powell worked in a Richmond firm as well as with the Equal Employment Opportunity and Personnel Division before becoming a judge. She served in general district court, circuit court, and on the Virginia Court of Appeals, ultimately appointed to the highest court in the Commonwealth in 2011 as the first black woman to ever serve in that position. Justice Powell has oriented her career toward being a servant of the law and ferreting out injustice. We have much to learn from her wisdom. Please join me in welcoming Justice Cleo Powell, class of 1982. Thank you, Ms. James, for that kind introduction. To the UVA Law graduating class of 2021, thank you for being intentional about your choice of graduation speakers. More specifically, thank you for choosing me. It is truly a pleasure to share with you today as I bring you greetings from the courtroom of the Supreme Court of Virginia. Your buildup to my anticipated arrival placed a tremendous amount of pressure on me. Your headline read, Trailblazing Jurists Selected as 2021 Commencement Speaker. I must admit I have experienced a fair amount of angst over what I would say to you because I wanted to say something that would seep into your spirit, that would be portable and retrievable. As we on the court are want to do, I looked to Webster's to define trailblazer, a person who marks or prepares a trail for other people to follow. Interesting. I never set out to be a trailblazer, and while I accept that others may view me as such, I suggest that we all can be trailblazers because we all can leave a path for someone else to follow. We can all, through a million little ways, make a path easier, more illuminated, less treacherous for others who will come after. So today I share with you some lessons that I have learned along the way some lessons that led me all the way from Brunswick County, Virginia, to the Supreme Court of Virginia. Take what is useful, discard what is not, as you prepare to blaze a trail of your own. Your assistant dean for DE&I, Mark Jefferson, very aptly described UVA law as a world-renowned training ground for distinguished lawyers and public servants, instilling in them commitment to leadership, integrity, and community service. I could not have said it better, so I will borrow his words with the proper attribution. You, like every generation of UVA lawyer before you, have spent three years honing the legal skills that will set you apart in the world as a lawyer's lawyer. You will work hard and practice with integrity, professionalism, and civility. You will strive to uphold the rule of law, recognizing that it is simultaneously a floor and a ceiling. 
It is a floor because it is the very foundation on which your life's work should be built. It is a ceiling because it is the lofty ideal to which every lawyer should aspire. As lawyers, the tools of our trade are words, but we must recognize that we are in the people business. Every case, every policy, every statute at its core affects some individual or group of individuals. We should always remember that and strive to make the rule of law reality in the application of those words to the lives of each individual. We should constantly respond to the yearning within our lawyers' hearts to make justice a reality for all. We should constantly act upon the desire to make it possible for all to stand equal before the bar of justice. But success is not just about having a command of the law or even practicing with professionalism and civility. It is as much about how we practice the law and indeed how we live our lives. I suspect that there are many secrets to success and along the way each of you will find your own. But today I share this thought for your consideration. Intuitively you know that there is no hidden secret. Intuitively you know and have always known that success is all about how we treat people. As much as your success will be measured by exercising your considerable legal skills, what I have learned is that it is also about exercising your senses. See the people with whom you come in contact, the people with whom you work, your clients, your adversary. See the people with whom you come in contact daily, the person on the street, the grocery store clerk, the waitress, everyone. See them as the individuals that they are, not as a monolithic, indivisible they or them. Sometimes we fall victim to unconsciously lumping people together as opposed to individualizing them. It was in the times that I actually saw the people with whom I was dealing, and they actually saw me, that we made the most progress toward resolving the issues. Hear what is being said. The past year and a half has been both disquietingly silent as we quarantined and simultaneously deafeningly loud as various groups sought to be heard, both in the quiet and in the cry. I encourage you to listen and to hear. Hear both what is being said and what is not being said. Engage in each encounter with all of your senses. Use your senses and as the fifth habit tells us, Seek to understand as you seek to be understood. It was in the times when I sought as much to understand as to be understood that I felt that I had the best handle 
on the situation. Be willing to be made to feel uncomfortable and to make someone else feel comfortable. It sometimes feels uncomfortable to sit at the table when no one else looks like you. It sometimes feels uncomfortable to voice an opinion not shared by others at the table. It may feel uncomfortable to be the new associate in a room filled with partners. But I have found that it is in the uncomfortable spaces of our lives where we grow and learn and where we afford others the opportunity to grow and learn. It is in the uncomfortable spaces where we are heard and where we hear, where we see and are seen, where we understand and are understood, that we all grow. It is in those spaces that we embrace our commonalities and recognize, accept, and celebrate our uniqueness. It is in those spaces where we welcome others in that we recognize that the richness of different thought and experiences make for a better world. It is in the inclusion that the ideal of the rule of law will truly become a reality. As you leave these hallowed grounds, don't just use your legal knowledge, but use your senses to see, to hear, to understand. I wish you much success in the practice of law. Congratulations and Godspeed. <laughs>